millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Hey, this is Adam Semeca from Hands Free Bitcoin. If you want to learn from industry leaders about how their business works, then you should be listening to Behind the Business Curtain with my friend Ryan Hansen. Welcome back to Behind the Business Curtain. I am your host, Ryan Hansen, and today I am joined by Adam Semeca, the founder of Hands Free Bitcoin. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about Bitcoin and trying to learn more about this world, so I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I will. Adam, thank you for coming on, sir. How are you today? Awesome. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, we've talked before, and uh, I, as I told you, I'm kind of new to the whole blockchain, Bitcoin world, and so I very much look forward to learning from you. Um, so first and foremost, you're the founder of Hands Free Bitcoin, um, I want to hear that story, but let's kick it off by just talking about where you were before you started it. Yeah, um, I uh, I would say that the, the whole the whole story kind of started probably um, maybe 2017 ish. Um, I was in the Air Force uh, and I was deployed when I kind of had this idea uh, of what I wanted to eventually build, and that kind of evolved into a few things, but led me to where I am now and. Uh, that's that's uh, hands-free Bitcoin as we know it. Very cool. So, how how did you like fall into the industry, the Bitcoin, crypto, blockchain world? Yeah. So, well, like I said, I was uh, I was deployed when this all started, so I had a lot of extra time on my hands. I was working twenty-four hour shifts at the firehouse. I was a firefighter, and so okay, I do twenty-four on and twenty-four off, and um, I had a little bit extra time and a little bit extra money and. I started to kind of think about what I wanted to do. I was kind of maturing as, as, a, as a person and growing my family at the same time as well. So I'm starting to think about things, you know, in, in terms of, you know, the long term and what I want my future to be for, for my family. And so investing became a, a part of that. And yeah. I started off with uh, the stock market. So I, I started buying some stocks and doing a bunch of research in the stock market. Um, and it was actually because of that. Uh, that I got a, it was like a targeted ad to me. Uh, I was just scrolling through Facebook one day and I saw this, this ad from Investopedia telling me about this thing called Ethereum. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so I actually heard about Ethereum before I ever even knew what Bitcoin was. Um, and I saw like 
what this this what this industry was kind of doing just from a really uh, high perspective from this one article. Uh, and I saw that you could basically turn energy into digital value. And that's what really intrigued me. And I saw these people that were mining this like cryptocurrency. Yeah. Uh, and again, I didn't really know much about it at the time, but it was really intriguing. And I knew that that was something that I wanted to do. And so um, I started brainstorming and figuring out how I wanted to do everything. Eventually came to the point where I was like, you know, I want to mine this because I, I really see the value in turning, you know, physical energy um, that you can manifest in, you know, in the physical realm and then kind of transform that into a digital value um, that, that's captured on onto a blockchain. And again, uh, early on, um, I, I didn't really know much about any of it. It was a big learning process for sure. me. Um, but that was where it all started is, is I wanted to mine myself. Eventually I did get into mining myself. Um, and it was the difficulty of that process that I had myself that I was like, you know what? I want to make this more accessible to more people. And solve and it so, for others. Exactly. Okay. So obviously I know, but for the benefit of the guests, can you overview, uh, what blockchain is? No, we don't yeah, have to go into depth. Um, I know this yeah. is a, a 10 hour conversation, <laughs> but just a, a general overview of what that means. Yeah. Um, well, I, I can try to kind of put it into a good perspective for uh, the general uh, audience and, and your potential guests. But yeah. blockchain is, is more or less a, um, a it's a mechanism of keeping a digital ledger. Um, and the way that blockchain is defined um, can actually differ uh, from person to person and project to project. But okay. if, if you were to ask me, there really is only one blockchain, and that is the Bitcoin blockchain. Um, and that is very monumental because it solved what's called the Byzantine generals problem um, or the double spend problem. And Bitcoin was the first to accomplish this goal um, that we've been trying to kind of solve for a very long time um, and how to actually, uh, you know, keep a record and, and, and identify digital scarcity. And Bitcoin was the only one uh, and the first to be able to uh, to accomplish that goal. Mm -hmm. And I think in, in the long term, it'll also be, uh, you know, the, the best option for identifying and keeping a record of that of that long term value. So, so more or less, it's, it's a ledger. Blockchain and cryptocurrency are not one and the same. That was one of the things that I had to learn yeah. early on. I kind of used them interchangeably, but they're not. What is the double spend uh, issue that you just mentioned. Yeah. And you'll have to forgive me. I'm not necessarily, um, you know, from a hyper technical background. Sure. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a, like a software engineer or anything like that by any means, but uh, a double spend is, is more or less being able to, to, to use the same asset more than once. Um, and that would be like, you know, since you've got a digital, let's, let's take it like, look, think about, um, you know, a, a music file. Sure. You know, back in the days, you'd download like Napster or LimeWire or something like that. And you, you know, you download this file and you could share it with a bunch of different people. And so the double yeah. spend would be like having that file and being able to distribute that to multiple people, you know, and it's the same file more, you know, more or less it's identical yeah. person to person. And so the double spend is basically uh, solving that problem of being able to say, you know, who owns what Bitcoin, um, but you know, keeping it from being redistributed and rehypothecated by being able to validate it with the blockchain. I gotcha. And those are independent uh, checkers also. So it's like, how do, how do the, the nodes work where say I have a transaction, there's, there's a multitude of uh, checkpoints all verifying that I am indeed 
the owner of X and I'm trying to transfer to this person. And once it's done, that updates the ledger as a whole. So you're crowdsourcing information uh, verification, basically, right? Yep, that's exactly right. It's all it's all crowdsourced and distributed. Think of it kind of like, um, let's say, uh, the Constitution, mm-hmm. right? The U.S. Constitution. Um, you may have a copy of it at your house. I've got a copy at my house. Um, but if I change something and I try to present that as the authentic uh, Constitution, um, you're going to know that it's different than yours, right? How do we verify yeah. that mine and yours are different? That's kind of what, what Bitcoin and the blockchain and this distributed network of nodes and miners is able to accomplish. It's able to prove that, you know, if I change something, everyone can see it and everyone can validate that mine is it has been tampered with, basically. Got it. Okay. Um so let's move on to the next concept here that's new to me as well. This idea of mining. Um, do these scraps or these uh, fractions, don't those belong to somebody? Isn't, isn't the currency kind of owned? How does, how does mining work? That's a very deep question. And um, <laughs> I would say that I, I don't think that there is anyone who can really quantitatively answer that. And that's yeah. just my opinion. There are probably people out there that would disagree. Um, but more or less, Bitcoin is just code. Code mm-hmm. is just language. Um, can you own language? I don't know. Uh, I think that's yeah. a that's a very, you know, that's like, that's a morally based, ethically based question. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very, uh, I don't know, uh, philosophical, sure. if you will. Um, <laughs> okay. It's, can, I didn't can know you I was biting off that much. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Uh, what you can do is you can control UTXOs, which are unspent transaction transaction outputs. Okay. Basically, uh, tied to an address on the blockchain, you can mm-hmm. control those. Um, so if that dictates ownership, then yes, you can basically own these pieces of code by controlling them. Okay. So in my head, I'm picturing the server farms from the documentary on Netflix where you know, there's just rows and rows of servers that are doing exactly that that came up. But you figured out how to bring this process home for layman's, correct? Yeah, um, th- this is actually the product that we offer. That's right here behind me. It is, um, it is macho yeah. looking, I got to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty hefty. This thing's about 40 pounds. So it's, uh, it's not a it's not a featherweight by any means. But uh it uh, basically accomplishes the goal of, 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 you know, what we already just described up to this point and what mm-hmm. Bitcoin mining is and what it does. Um, but it does this all in this one box. Um, yeah. And it's all basically pre-programmed and preloaded with in- the information that you need uh, in order to get going. Um, and so you just plug this thing in, turn it on, connect it to your account. And, and that's what we do. That's our product. It's, it's as simple as that. I like it. And that's connected to an app where you sync it with your wallet and basically let it do, do its thing while you sleep. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so why, why isn't everybody doing this? I mean, it, does that seem like an obvious question? I, um, I you know, would say that everybody will be doing it. Um, okay. and I think that there are, I'm not the only one, uh, that thinks that way. Um, mm-hmm. Jack Dorsey himself, um, the now former CEO of Twitter, right, um, has expressed a strong interest in, uh, in bringing Bitcoin mining home. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, you know, who knows, maybe someday we'll work together on, on bringing it, you know, to the masses, to everybody, put this into everybody's home. I'll um, call him after but, this and connect him to you. 
Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. Uh, but he, like I said, he just, he just stepped down from the CEO of Twitter and, you mm-hmm. know, one of his passions uh, is, is Bitcoin. And so I think a big part of what he's going to be doing, you know, moving forward um, is, is not only just Bitcoin, but I think even mining specifically mm-hmm. uh, is something that he's really interested in. And so, we'll, you know, I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, there's, Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. There's another big player that's uh, expressed interest um, called Blockstream. Okay. Um, the CEO of Blockstream is headed up by a guy named, he, he's, his name's Adam Back. Um, Adam Back was actually referenced in the original Bitcoin white paper. So he's, he kind of goes, goes way back. Yeah, apparently. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they're, they're looking at doing a very similar thing as well. Um, and so it's, it's something that, you know, we're moving toward, um, I will say that there is there are lots of reasons that I've you know I've come to see and why it's difficult to do something like this, especially at scale, um, with all the different moving parts. So it's coming. It's just it just takes a little while. Okay. Uh, obviously, everybody is a buzz with NFTs. The world going uh, digital and buying real estate out there. Do you have any thoughts on where that's going? This is super interesting to me. I'd rather be on the front end of it. And uh, also, I work for a software development company. We have customers that are like, hey, can I implement an e-wallet and all of these things? And so where do, where do you see that going and kind of changing things? Is this coming? Is it a fad? Um, I, I, there's a lot in that. Um, let me try to unpack it. I will start by talking about the, um, the different uh, value propositions that are, that are kind of springing up out of this new digital uh, space, this economy, this ecosystem, um, NFTs, you know, digital ownership and real estate, um, different applications built on, you know, this type of an industry. I'll just say that those are all really cool and awesome things, uh, from a technological perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know where that's all going to go. The market will decide. I think that eventually anything that's important enough, uh, will have to be built on something that is sustainable long-term, which, um, in my opinion, I believe that's going to be Bitcoin. Um, but not only that, I, I, I think more importantly than solving, you know, the next, you know, killer app to buy a pair of socks or, um, the next, uh, you know, NFT to, you know, sell a really cool piece of art or even, uh, you know, assign ownership of a piece of real estate or anything like that. I think more important than all of that is really, um, recreating, um, and purifying, uh, the monetary system, which is what Bitcoin is doing. Yeah. I think money is a lot bigger, um, than anything else I could be spending my time on, uh, because it's ultimately the foundation of everything. If we don't have a good money, um, then everything else that's built on top of a corrupted money becomes corrupted itself. I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So that's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of my piece there. Um, like I said, I think, I think all those things, uh, as long as they have value and the market will identify that value, um, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be awesome. You know, 10 years from now, um, we're going to be a lot more digital than we are today. 
Um, but the stuff that's going to stick around is the stuff that's built on um, a base layer that's that's that, you know that's fairly um, uh, robust and unchanging, and which has been around as right, for a while. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Um, I, that great insight. Thank you. Um, anything, what, what should folks know about your particular solution? So your hands-free mining, uh, computer, mm-hmm. what, what are questions that people ask before buying one? Um, well, I would say the biggest thing, the biggest question that we've gotten in the past is, uh, usually related to the sound. I would say that also comes into our biggest complaint. Um, for many years, uh, we operated uh, by selling a unit that was very loud, yeah. uh, frankly. Um, and that's just kind of the nature of miners. Um, and you're really kind of limited to physics and how, you know, these miners can even be built, um, yeah. which ultimately ends up as, you know, heat and sound um, and, you know, energy consumed and, and all those, those factors. And, and the physics are what really determine that. Um, of course. So for, for many years, our product was was just like pretty much anything else in terms of how loud it was. Um, it took us about three years to come up with a product that uh, is, you know, nearly, um, I wouldn't say silent, but it's very, very quiet. Um, and uh, now we're kind of going off with that product. Um, and that's the product we're running with now, which is the one you see behind me. Um, so you don't have to, you know, live yeah. with... Uh, like a jet engine in your, in your garage or basement or living room or whatever. Uh, originally you could really only mine if you had like a, a nice dedicated space for it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be like in a shed outside or maybe in a garage or basement or something like that far away. Yeah. Um, but what we've done is we've kind of made it more uh, appealing and, and uh, palatable for, for the general consumer so that everybody can put this. I've got customers that literally sleep next to this and use it as a heater. So. <laughs> it's free free heating i suppose if it's already going to be warm yeah yeah it's it's the most profitable way to heat <laughs> i like it i like it um i know the the cost of bitcoin goes up and down all the time so this isn't a, a quantifiable question but is there a ballpark that folks can expect to make um uh, by by owning one and having it on 24 7 and i know there, there's considerations with you know power consumption and things like that but just perfect world all my energy is offset by solar what's a what's a ballpark uh roi on it yeah I, i'm just gonna put a really big disclaimer on this that you know that that changes quite frequently and i don't yeah. ever make any <laughs> claims that this machine specifically is going to make this amount of mm-hmm. dollars uh, but I will say we do have a tool on our website uh, that tracks how much these are making in real time in cool. terms of Bitcoin. So you can actually go to the product page um, and it'll actually tell you how much Bitcoin these things are making per day. And that's based off of a seven day average, the last seven days. So yeah. yesterday and then six days before that, um, that'll it's it's a good estimator tool. Um, again, it's it's not like a promise that you're going to make this much Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's just this is what people have been using it. It actually uses our own figures on our own network. I, I saw that when we talked the first time we went over and then we took that number and translated it into what that dollar value for the day is and yeah. uh, good tool. Um, yeah. Yeah. All of that will be linked down below and, and ways for folks to get a hold of you. So um, let's move into what I call the speed round. Um, 
So this is more on the businessy side. I know we talked more about building it and, and blockchain and stuff, but these questions I ask everybody, what is one thing that business people and entrepreneurs should stop wasting time on? It's uh, no new revelation, but perfection. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not the first one to say that by any means, but it's it's something that everyone, I think, cognitively understands and recognize, recognizes, at least most people. Um, and even though I, I knew that, you know, in my mind, uh, it's something that I continually struggle with is aiming for perfection. And as they say, um, perfection is the enemy of progress. So yep. um, that would be my advice. Good answer. What is one thing that you hate doing that you have to do anyway? Self-promotion. Ooh, that's a hard one. <laughs> Especially owning and marketing a business. I can expect that that's a, that gets in the way. Yeah, but you got to do it. Um, how do you take in new information? Books, audiobooks, podcast? Mostly podcasts. Um, a lot of the times they're video podcasts like mm-hmm. format, like, like you're doing here. Um, and uh, more than anything, uh, Twitter, uh, honestly, some of the best information, the, the fastest information you can get in this industry uh, is, is on Twitter, Bitcoin Twitter. Okay. Uh, well, that actually answers the next question. So what is your favorite social platform and how can people find you on Twitter or yeah, definitely, definitely Twitter. Um, I wasn't always a Twitter bug. I think, I don't know if that's what they call them or not. I actually haven't been using Twitter, um, that, that much in the, in the recent years, uh, I created an account a long time ago, a long time ago and kind of just let it die. And then the Bitcoin, rabbit hole journey kind of brought me to Twitter because that was where the best information was. That's where the plebs live. Can't escape it. And, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, awesome. uh, yeah, you can, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Semeca. It's just my first and last name. Perfect. And I will add the links for that down below. So if you guys have any questions about, uh, the computer that Adam has built, how to get your hands on one for yourself. So you get some, uh, free heat during the winter uh, months uh, now you know how to get a hold of him. So, um, yeah, we'll put a, a link to your site and everything so folks can go check that out. Super interesting stuff, Adam. I very much appreciate it. Do you have any final words, stuff you want to leave, or any notes you want to leave folks with? I just uh, want to say thanks to you for having me. Yeah, um, of course. I uh, I think it's awesome. Lots of people are getting into uh, you know this whole Bitcoin thing. They're hearing a lot about it. All I can say is the most important part of, of any of this is self-education. Mm-hmm. Um, just get in there, start learning. Uh, don't listen to what people say. There's a lot of scammers out there. Don't take <laughs> anybody's word for it. Figure it out for yourself. I like it. Or contact Adam on Twitter and ask him. <laughs> don't trust him. Everyone's a scammer. All right. That is it for this episode. I hope you guys appreciated Adam's time as much as I did. I will catch you guys next time. This episode of Behind the Business Curtain is brought to you by Build Online. Build Online is your one-stop shop for web development and mobile app design, and they're ready to bring your app idea to life. Their process starts with a one-day in-person blueprint meeting where they get clear on your goal and vision for the project, and it ends with an MVP app that's ready to launch and market. 
Build Online offers you access to a full team of developers and designers, along with a dedicated project manager that will own your vision for the project and give you weekly updates, so you're never in the dark. At Build Online, they don't do project-based billing or long-term contracts. You just review the completed work and pay an invoice every two weeks, avoiding the traditional money pit model that may have bitten you in the past. Book a call with me at buildonline.io, and we can figure out a plan to bring your app idea to life.